Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. everybody <laughs> hi i'm mom this is this is zaddy ew oh god no all right i'm carol ann i'm matt you ruined it and it's welcome okay. back <laughs> that's okay to another episode of booze and confused i'm really sorry we're late this week it's a hundred percent my fault it's just been really busy the weekend was really busy mom and dad had a parents day out on sunday um without the baby and uh it's our anniversary today yeah so what better way to to spend it than by spending it with you don't worry the cats were watching the baby yeah out of town what what do you think we are irresponsible parents no we're we're extremely irresponsible parents uh usually we we trust the girl cat more than we trust the boy cat so we just let them know that before we left absolutely Uh, yeah um all right well the executive producer is in bed I've already had a glass of wine before this. This oh. is, I think, the first time in a while that I've had more than one drink. Uh, supposed to be good. Um, I won't, I won't do any spoilers. Those but. are rookie numbers, Caroline. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. Look, when you don't drink for like, when you don't drink for like nine months. Also, the mommy drinking culture is very strange to me. I yes. will never get into that. Um, but not drinking for nine months, you think you would miss it a lot more than you actually do. Also, you're just really tired at the end of the day. So, I'm tired anyways. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Some housekeeping items before we get into today's topic. The first one, we're on all your favorite social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, the YouTube episodes, I realized, like upload themselves somehow from podbean except i think a couple weeks have been skipped here and there on accident so Mm. i have to figure out what the deal is there um but yeah otherwise i don't know i've been trying to keep up i've been meaning to tell you this to that person who left that comment oh my god is that still eating you up no it's not eating me up i just look at it every couple days (laughs) (laughs) see if there's any like traction on it yeah uh, the person said, it's like students sitting around the dinner table. And then I go, huh, I never sat around at a dinner table at school. It was a lunch table. Take that, YouTube guy. Yeah, thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> um, yeah, send us uh, like your memes, DM us, uh, you know, any way that you want to chat. You can tweet us. Uh, I'm like a couple days behind on tweets, but I'm getting there. It's hard to do everything all myself, so I try. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't trust me with the social media. No, because I absolutely either, not. I either wouldn't touch it for weeks on end because I don't touch mine for weeks on end. Um, or you'd retweet like 200 things in one day about like, you know, potential world ending comets about to hit the the world and then you're like here we go this is it it would be no it'd be like mainly flat earth material or something all right see we're not doing that 
it would be it would be a little toxic yeah yeah all right so um the next housekeeping item if you like the pod and you want to support us the best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts uh and if you want to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts that's great too um super appreciated we don't have like a buy me a coffee we don't have a patreon uh we don't have time to give you extra content to support those things uh but it's always appreciated i like reading the nice notes that people leave um even if you leave us like an okay note even if you tell us thumbs down we still talk about it three weeks later oh we're we're like months away from that comment i don't think i don't think so you know if it'll make us money I'll make uh, like an OnlyFans. Absolutely and not. It's just gonna be no. like, me in the garage. Um, half of it's gonna be me working out, and the other half is like thinking that there's a mouse in the garage <laughs> and trying to find the mouse. Gaslighting yourself into thinking there's a mouse in the garage. And the third half is gonna be me just drinking beers. Yeah, perfect. And hitting things with hammers to you sound would, busy. You would be a good um, Twitch streamer, but your Twitch stream would be like. Things I pretend to do in the garage to keep me busy to stay out of the house and from my wife. <laughs> Great. I didn't All know you were right. on to me that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was like very succinct. That I was like it. my exact note. Are you reading my personal journal? I am. Dear diary. <laughs> Dear diary. All right. Uh, the last thing. What are you drinking? Ooh. Um, well, after we had shared a glass of wine together over dinner. It was lovely. You know, sometimes you just got to make it happen. Um, I've actually just finished making myself an old-fashioned. With what? Uh, Maker's Mark, which is the best bourbon to have with an old-fashioned. I also made the syrup myself, the simple syrup. Hashtag local, hashtag organic, hashtag small business. It's oh. very it's very simple. And actually, I went on Google just to make sure because I know it's like one-to-one ratio. Mm-hmm. The coolest picture I clicked on was like, if you want to make a rich, simple syrup, you do double sugar to the water. Oh. I did not. Oh. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. So what I'm are drinking, you drinking? I'm drinking a new Glarus spotted cow that we've been nursing in the garage for a very long time. It's time to get rid of it. Um, I'm actually shocked I'm not drinking like an Oktoberfest right now, but I think it's because I didn't want to go into the garage and potentially see a mice. See a mice. See a, see a mice. Any mice, a mice, one, one mouse. I'm not, I'm not convinced we have one. I'm not convinced. Okay. Well, you convinced me and uh, that's enough. I so. just I just need to go in the garage and sh- throw like a Molotov cocktail and just, <laughs> we'll just start from scratch. Okay. Well, when you say it like that, now insurance is never going to pay for a new garage. I mean, I would never do that. No, never. 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 All right. Well, should we get into it? Yeah, what are we talking Let's about? Let's get into this it. This is not a me topic. It's not a you topic. Um, so it is the 150th anniversary of the Great Chicago Fire. And we're from Chicago. And it's spooky season. So I thought, why not talk about some Chicago ghosts and haunts? Chicago ghosts? 
Oh, you did say that a couple days ago. I'm not going to call the episode that, um, but that's very clever. Kanye West would call it Chicago's. Yeah, well, Kanye West um, has bigger things going on that he needs to figure out. He needs so. to escape the Kardashians. I think he already did. I think did. he did. They just yeah. kill every man that they're with. Yeah, it's uh, like that South Park episode of the Succubus. Great reference. Yeah, Great thank reference. You. That thank was you. Uh, That was Chef. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, the first one kicking off our Chicagoists, our Chicago haunts ghosts episode, is the Italian bride. Hey, oh, I'm getting hey. married over here. Hey, <laughs> hey oh. Uh, hand gestures involved with that as well. So, although Mount Carmel Cemetery is home to Al Capone and other notorious gangsters, the internment ground is more well-known for another famous resident, the mysterious Italian bride. Her real name was Giulia Piccolo Peda, and she perished during childbirth at a very young age in 1921. After she was interred at the cemetery, her mother started getting really strange dreams where Giulia would say she was still alive and needed help. After six years of these dreams, her mother finally had the body exhumed. When the casket was opened, everyone was shocked to find that Julia's body had not decayed one bit since she was put to rest. No explanation has ever been given, uh, but with these mysterious circumstances, it's not surprising that many have reported seeing a ghostly woman in white haunting Julia's grave. And I am done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, thank you. And I am done. <laughs> done uh, i creeps was, me out i was thinking you're gonna say there were like scratch marks which is top 10 no top top two biggest fears of mine is being buried alive oh you really narrowed that list down yeah top 10 you know it, it might fall in somewhere in the top five but yeah it's definitely it's definitely up there yeah um all right so number two is flight 191 you're gonna love this one i hate flying one of the worst airline disasters in American history happened in Chicago in 1979 when Flight 191 dropped from the sky shortly after taking off from O'Hare International. It took the lives of everyone on board, all 271 passengers and crew. After a lengthy investigation, the incident was chalked up to a number of factors, including a stress crack and a flange. Flange? Flange? Flange. Flange. Absolutely. Flange. Um, that held the engine pylon. The entire community was changed forever after that fateful day. It wasn't long before reports of ghostly activity surrounding the impact site started to emerge. People started to claim seeing odd, bobbing white lights with no sources ever being found. The creepiest stories came from a small mobile home uh, park adjacent to the site, where for months after the incident, residents kept reporting frantic knocking at their doors, but no one was ever there. <clears throat> to this day, there are still frequent reports of weird knockings, strange sounds, and a few spirits roaming about the arena. I mean, if you want me to travel with you, right? Yes. On, on, on an airplane? This is, this is yes. not how you do it. Didn't we just watch something about like the ghosts of 9/11? I feel like No, we No, I showed you a a um hastily put together documentary uh No, in, that's not in quotation no. marks about how it was photoshopped. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm it's not talking about It's a crazy documentary. I'm not Okay, it's a fucking 10-minute video on Instagram. There's Let's two of them. Not it's Sorry. 20 minutes. <laughs> it's it's a at least 20 minutes. It's a two-parter. The Instagram I'm, reels it wouldn't last that long. I'm not, I'm 
not going to stoop to that level to call that a documentary. Double tap for part two. Um, But I'm pretty sure there was something that I was watching in September that talked about the ghosts of 9-11, particularly uh, Flight 93 in that field. But You know, that might have been your other husband. Yeah, you know what? Might have been your because other I husband. have so much time on my hands, I can sustain two relationships successfully. Yes. You and me both. Yes. Uh, so number three is one of my personal favorites that I grew up hearing a lot about, and it's Resurrection Mary. I actually asked my students the other day about this. And? It was my quiet class, so no one talked to me. Oh, good. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were talking about folklore, and I have like one really quiet class that you can ask them anything. You can ask them hey, I see that you're wearing a pair of shoes, and they'll just sit there. Great. Yes. Thank you for the observation. Or you'll hear them talking about the football game, and I go, did you guys go to the football game? Nothing. Are you, do you think it's you? It's got to be me. I think it's you. It's got to be me. Maybe they're intimidated. You know what? I am a very intimidating five foot eleven and a half and three quarters king. Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you want to follow along with these stories, I will warn you now, this Resurrection Mary story is not from the original list that I'm reading from. It's from a Wikipedia article. So I will link that with everything else in the show notes. Um, But just in case you're like going through the article and you're like, wait a second, she went off course. Um, That's why. So the story goes that Mary had spent the evening dancing with a boyfriend at the O. Henry Ballroom, which is actually in Willow Springs. Did you know that? I don't know what Willow Springs is. Are you kidding me? Okay. No, well, no. where's Willow it's Springs? It's a suburb. Yeah, obviously. It sounds like a suburb. Which one is it? It's a suburb. Is it west? Is it south? Is it north? West. Oh, I'm from the western suburbs. Uh, I should know this. All right. So at some point, they got into an argument and Mary stormed out. She left the ballroom and started walking up Archer Avenue. She had not gotten very far when she was struck and killed by a hit-and-run driver who fled the scene, leaving Mary to die. Her parents found her and were grief-stricken at the sight of her dead body, which I feel like is a given. They buried her in Resurrection Cemetery, wearing a beautiful white dancing dress and matching dance shoes. The hit-and-run driver was never found. Classic. So some reported sightings. Um, Jerry Paulus, a Chicago Southsider... Uh, reported that in 1939, he met a person whom he came to believe was Resurrection Mary at the Liberty Grove and Hall uh, at 47th and Mozart. They danced and even kissed, and she asked him to drive her home along Archer Avenue, exiting the car and disappearing in front of the cemetery. In 1973, Resurrection Mary was said to have shown up at Harlow's Nightclub on Cicero Avenue on the southwest side. Um, that same year, a cab driver came into Chet's Melody Lounge across the street from Resurrection Mary to inquire about a young lady who had left without paying her fare. There were said to have been sightings in 1976, 1978, 1980, and 1989, which involved cars striking or nearly striking Mary outside of the cemetery. She disappears, however, by the time that the person exits the car. She also reportedly burned her handprints into the wrought iron fence around the cemetery in August 1976, although officials at the cemetery have stated that a truck had damaged the fence and that there's no evidence of a ghost. Which, boo. Okay? Just let people have their fun. Do you 
do you think she would have learned from the first time getting hit to <laughs> not get hit other times? I'm sorry, God. Mary. Oh my God. I'm sorry, Mary. Please don't haunt All right, me. Well, well, if Mary comes to our house tonight, you're going to know why. I think that's outside of her like range. I don't know. She has to get a ride there first. <laughs> in a January 31st, 1979 article in the Suburban Trib, um, a columnist detailed the story of a cab driver, Ralph, who picked up a young woman, uh, quote, a looker, a blonde. She was young enough to be my daughter, 21 tops near a small shopping center on Archer Avenue. So his um, statement is as follows. A couple miles up Archer there, (laughs) right up there on Archer. Right up there, two tree, (laughs) two tree miles. She jumped with a start like a horse and said, here, here, I hit the brakes. I looked around and didn't see no kind of house. Where, I said, and then she sticks out her arm and points across the road to my left and says, there, and that's where it happened. Uh, I looked to my left like this, at a little shack and when i turned she was gone Mm -hmm. vanished Mm -hmm. and the car door never opened may the good lord strike me dead it never happened oh Oh. sorry it never opened not happened oh you know when he talked like that he 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 means it why that that good that good south side accent south side guy yeah i do love a good chicago accent uh, so Geist reported Ralph is not an idiot or a maniac, but rather, in Ralph's own words, a typical 52-year-old working guy, a veteran, a father, Little League baseball coach, churchgoer, the whole shot. Um, he goes on to say, the simple explanation is that you picked up the uh, Resurrection Mary. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, they always say before you pick up your ride, you should confirm that it's the right passenger. <laughs> And the right driver. That's just simple safety, people. Yeah, exactly. That's just simple safety. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so that's Resurrection Mary. This one, I didn't actually know about this next one. I didn't know about. So this is the Haunted Water Tower. It's a really cool picture. Uh, it's it's a really cool picture. Water but water tower is it's, it? It's not. It's the, the water tower downtown. If you were to Google Chicago Water Tower, there's two things you'll find. The huge modern building, and then right across the street from it, there's like an actual brick water tower building. That was the original water tower building, and that was one of the only buildings to stay standing after the Chicago fire. Okay, this picture... It's very deceiving and not accurate. This picture is not the water tower. No, I don't know why they used this picture in the article. So if you read the article, um, just ignore the picture that they have for this story and go Google um, the... You know, Chicago Fire Water Tower. The Water Tower is my favorite location in the city. Why? I don't like the Gold Mile. Like, I hate the Gold Mile. The Mag Mile? Whatever, Mag Mile, whatever. The bougie-ass mile. I just love the Water Tower. You've you've got, like, the John Hancock building. You've got the Hershey's store. You've You've got got the the John Hancock. You've got the John Hancock. (laughs) No, and then you've got this like dicky little water tower and that was the tallest point in the city at one point oh yeah because everything else was gone i mean like before they got burned to the ground all right so this is a water tower one classic students are on the dinner table (laughs) the great chicago fire of 1871 still stands as one of the worst events to ever happen in chicago i really can't think of anything worse actually than our entire city burning down I think um, our soccer team. 
<laughs> yeah, that that too. Um, it took the lives of 300 people and over 100,000 lost their homes. One thing that miraculously stayed standing amongst the destruction was the water tower, mostly thanks to the work of one brave worker. The man stayed behind as the fire raced towards the tower, manning the pumps instead of fleeing. Just before the fire consumed him, he took his life to avoid being burned alive. Now his ghost haunts the very water tower that he tried to protect. Tourists and locals report seeing a shadowy figure of a dangling man from the tower's upstairs windows. I didn't know that one before. I feel like never. Yeah. Never so do I've, I've done a couple of um, Chicago ghost tours. And if you ever come to visit Chicago, actually, even if you just live here, it, it's a great tour. And if you like history, it's really cool. There's like a few different kinds you could do. But I feel like none of the ones I've ever done have ever gone to the water tower. But you got to go to the water tower when you're shopping at the John Hancock Center. Who goes shopping at the John Hancock? People. I certainly would not. All right, so this next one is one that I did actually learn about for the first time on a Chicago ghost tour, Um, and I had no idea, which is crazy because I work downtown, and I pass by this area all the time, you know, pre-COVID, and there's like little signs and stuff for it, but I never stopped to read it. Uh, So this is the Eastland disaster. Mm. All right, so I'm going to do the same thing I did for Resurrection Mary. So I'll give a little blur, but then I have like more I'm going to supplement it with. So the capsizing of the Eastland steamer in Chicago is one of the worst boating disasters of all time. As the gigantic ship made its way towards Michigan City, a horrible event caused the ship to tip over. Uh, So pretty much what happened is like all these people are on this boat and someone had directed everybody's attention to something on like one side of the boat so literally everybody goes to one side of the boat and the entire thing just capsizes at least that's the story i was told because of all the people who went to one side yeah how yeah (laughs) i also think part of the other thing was if i remember correctly don't quote me on this somebody fact check me because i'm doing this in real time um i think the ship was also over capacity Mm. i yeah that that's like coming to mind so out of the estimated 2500 people who were on board the casualty tally reached nearly 850 the mystery of why exactly the boat tipped over was never solved um well according to my tour guide on the chicago ghost tour that's what it was Um, But the story was far from over. The armory building where most of the departed were taken during the disaster eventually was taken over by Oprah Winfrey and her studio. A lot of the crew who worked on the show claimed that the ghosts of the passengers often haunted the building. They heard strange noises like children's laughter and the clinking of phantom glasses and even saw apparitions, the most popular one being the one they dubbed the Grey Lady. Even the site of the actual disaster is supposedly haunted, with reports of people passing by the spot hearing the blood-curdling screams of the doomed passengers. So the part that I'm supplementing this with is like a whole blog. I'm not going to read the whole blog for obvious reasons, but I'll take snippets. Um, I really recommend reading it. It's really good. So if that's your thing, it'll be in the show notes. Um, the hundreds of bodies that were recovered on the morning of the disaster were taken to the nearby Reed Murdoch building and to local funeral homes and mortuaries. The only public building that was large enough to be used as a morgue was the second regiment national guard armory, which is located on Carpenter street between Randolph street and Washington Boulevard. The dead were laid out on the floor of the armory in rows of 85 and assigned identifying numbers. Any personal possessions that were found with the corpses were placed in envelopes bearing the same number as the body. 
I will warn you that the article does have a picture of all the bodies, um, like laying next to each other. So if that's not really your thing, maybe don't click into it. I don't know. Chicagoans with loved ones who had perished in the disaster fled, filed through the rows of bodies searching for familiar faces, but in the t- mentioned 22 cases, there was no one left to identify them. The names of these uh, unidentified victims were learned through the efforts of neighbors who came searching for their friends. The weeping, crying, and moaning of the bereaved echoed off the walls of the armory for days. The American Red Cross treated 30 women for hysteria and exhaustion in the days following the disaster. So then it kind of talks about um, the last body being identified was a seven-year-old boy uh, named Willie Novotny of Cicero. Um, And his parents and older sister had also passed away on the Eastland and um, his body was only identified from extended family members. So on the morning of the Eastland disaster, many of the bodies of the victims were taken to the uh, armory, but after years passed, there was no longer a need for a National Guard armory to be located so close to downtown. Hence, it gets sold off, then it becomes uh, Harpo Studios from Oprah Winfrey. And then it starts to talk about the ghost story. So a number of staff members, security guards, and maintenance workers claim that the ghosts of the disaster victims restlessly wandered the building. Many employees had encounters with things that could not be easily explained away, including the sighting of a woman in a long gray dress who walked the corridors and then mysteriously vanished into the wall. There were many occasions when this woman was spotted, but each time she was approached, she always disappeared. Some surmised that she was the spirit of a mourner who came looking for her family and left a bit of herself behind at the spot where she felt her greatest pain. The woman in the gray may not have been alone in her spectral travels throughout the old armory. Staff members also claimed to hear whispers, the sounds of people sobbing, moaning noises, and phantom footsteps. The footsteps, which sounded as though they belonged to a group of several people, were usually heard on a staircase in the lobby. Doors that were located often opened and closed by themselves, and those who experienced these strange events came to believe that the tragedy of yesterday was still replaying itself on the former armory in its later incarnation. There were reports of the ship itself being haunted that date back to the time just after the disaster and prior to its sail to the Navy. During that period, it was docked along the Halstead Street Bridge and regarded with superstition by passersby. Um, there was a caretaker who lived on it who said he'd be awakened by like moaning noises nightly. Um, and he said some of it was really just probably the sound of the ship falling apart. Um, and so the site uh, on the river where the disaster occurred also has some pretty strange stories. So it's on the Clark Street Bridge. Um, people mm-hmm. claim to hear moaning, crying sounds coming from the river, along with blood curdling screams and pleas for help. Never heard this on that bridge. <laughs> Been there plenty of times. Never heard it, thankfully. Um, In addition, some witnesses state that the cries are accompanied by the sounds of someone splashing in the river and even the apparitions of people helplessly flailing about in the water. Um, During several incidents, witnesses have claimed for help from emergency services, believing that someone was actually drowning in the river. Uh, At least one man jumped in the water to try to save what he thought was a person who was unable to swim. And when he got back to the surface, he found that he was in the river alone and probably looking crazy. And uh, he had no explanation for what he saw other than that it was a ghost. So, yeah. The Eastland disaster is a little creepy. A little creepy. Just a little bit. Again, I'm glad I haven't heard any people when I was on that bridge 
back in my younger days. Yeah. Because I would have been that guy in the water. Oh, yeah. Here, here I go. <laughs> um, all right. So the next one is the Grimes sisters. Uh, the mysterious disappearance of sisters Patricia and Barbara Grimes in 1956 shook Chicago to its shore. Shore. To its core. And also, I guess, the shore. Um, so they were murdered for anyone who's um, unaware, uh, not familiar with the, the story. Uh, the massive manhunt to find these girls took some wild turns, but tragically ended with their cadavers being found in the woods. The search to find out who slew them took a massive toll on the public and the police, and their cases still remain unsolved. Even though police supposedly questioned thousands of people over the course of the investigation, they could never find the evidence that they needed. Sadly, their cadavers were dumped at the edge of a ravine just a few feet from the shoulder of the road. Near the spot where they were found, a small house was nestled among the trees. The family who lived there mysteriously abandoned the house not long after, and eventually, vandals burned the house down. Some believe the family left the house because it was haunted by the ghosts of the Grimes sisters and the many reports of strange happenings that trickle in from people who explore the area around the house seem to confirm that theory. The next one, if you like uh, Chicago mobs at all. This one is probably not surprising to you. Uh, this is on, I think, the list of like every Chicago ghost tour that happens. Uh, but this is the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Ooh, that one. Yeah. So it was a bloody onslaught that both wiped out any opposition to Al Capone's empire and was also the start of his downfall taxes it's always taxes um, as it convinced the public that Capone needed to be stopped seven people lost their lives in a vicious execution on Clark Street and their spirits supposedly still haunt the spot to this very day people claim to hear screams and machine gun fire as they pass the site of the mass slang which really I mean it could just be Chicago <laughs> soundscape. that's just normal Chicago <laughs> that's Tuesday night and can't help feeling immense fear when they're in the area. It also affects pets who bark or whine when they walk by the place. Yep. Yep. Uh, the next one is the Irish Castle. I'm very fond of this one. So in 1886, Robert Givens built a mighty castle in Chicago resembling the ancient estates of his home country, Ireland. Over the years, it was owned by a variety of different groups, but is now operated by the Beverly Unitarian Church. Uh, actually, I think also it's a school. I think it's a school now. Mm. Um, the ghost that haunts the grounds is said to be that of a young girl left over from the time when the castle was a boarding school. The girl reportedly perished in the early 1930s after being stricken with the flu. One of the first encounters with her spirit happened in the 1960s when a custodian saw the girl, talked with her, but then was shocked to discover that she completely disappeared. There are still reports of her spirit wandering around, along with odd flickering lights and inexplicable sounds so this is our second to last one and um if you are into ghosts at all i think you've probably heard of this one it's bachelor's grove cemetery and i've been there many a times and i'm a big fan um so same thing i'll kind of supplement some of this info with uh some some wikipedia information uh, one of the most haunted cemeteries in chicago bachelor's grove has had more than 100 documented reports of paranormal activity. No one new has been interred there for years, but it's still one of the most well-known haunted areas in the city. There's not a definite answer to what caused the hauntings in the first place, but most people believe one or two things. Either a bunch of teenagers in the 60s arrived and trashed the entire cemetery, which awoke the spirits from their peaceful slumber, 
or reports regarding the remains of chickens and other small animals found around that area point to more occult activities. Now, people who visit the area usually report phantom cars that seem to appear and disappear at random or claim to see the apparition of a farmer wandering around, a farmer who perished back in the 1870s when he got tangled in his horse's reins and dragged into a small pond. I have a lot of personal stories about this, actually, if you don't mind me sharing. Let's go. Yes. I had um, I had a teacher in grammar school who he was a history teacher like the second half of the year basically just talked about all of his travels and like ghost stories and bachelor's grove because um you know it's like so easily accessible uh was like one that he just loved to talk about so one of the stories he talked about is this young couple i think they're like maybe after a dance or something so they go to bachelor's grove and um you know they pull up in the car and uh the guy gets out for some reason he like sees something or something happens so he gets out of the car and um as the girl is sitting there waiting it's dark out obviously she's sitting there waiting and waiting and he just is not coming back so she finally then starts hearing like it's like windy so she's like hearing branches and like stuff brush up against the hood of the car because they're parked under trees it's a lot of uh you know like low hang stuff it's not really super well kept and so finally she gets out of the car and the scraping she's hearing on the top of the car is her boyfriend hanging from a tree oh wise guy eh yeah so that was that was one story that we were told um, it's also reported that Capone and his buddies used to dump bodies, uh, in that pond there. And that's part of, I think, why people think it's so haunted. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely was one of those teachers who told their students that that's what that area was for. <laughs> Specifically for dumping bodies. For dumping bodies. Yeah. Um, another one that I heard is that you would, um, see like an apparition of a house like an old 1800s like homestead house uh across the pond um maybe that was like that farmer's house the pond's not that big it's not that big no but you got to remember too there's like like a sort of river creek that kind of runs over there too yeah a little of a creek so i think at some point it was probably a little bit more full of a body of water i i, I think that water is a little bit more uh manually contained now i don't know if that's the word i'm looking for but like for flood prevention purposes i don't know something ain't right down at the creek (laughs) um so some of the reported phenomenon and i'm pulling this from wikipedia um so there's orbs and like phantom vehicles those are super common um there's also the white lady or called the white madonna um she walks the grounds carrying an infant during a full moon uh, there's the phantom farmhouse. Oh, that was the one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A ghostly farmhouse, which is purported to shimmer, float, and then vanish. This was most often reported during the 1950s. There are also reports by witnesses of the f- house shrinking as they approach it, then disappearing altogether. Um, a farmer and his plow horse, both victims of a plowing accident, dragged to their deaths into the nearby slough. Uh, a two-headed ghost near the same slough. Uh, religious monks, as late as 1984, witnesses reported seeing numerous figures dressed in monks' robes through the cemetery. 
Which I feel like that could just be, I mean, it's like pretty popular cemetery. There's people there doing like EVPs and shit all the time. I know when we went all like those, those years ago, there was like at least eight people. Yeah. Like dowsing rods. Yeah. Talking and looking for stuff. You know what? I hate forests at nighttime. I wouldn't go there at nighttime. No, thank you. But would love to see something, but definitely won't do it. Yeah, no. Um, a black dog. So witnesses in the 1990s reported seeing this manifestation at the cemetery's entrance. It would disappear when they approached it. Um, and then this one is my favorite one because I feel like it's one of the most famous ghost pictures of all time, like regardless of where you are in the world. Um, so there's the woman sitting on the grave and that's this photograph that ran in the Sun-Times and it shows this transparent woman sitting on a tombstone and the apparition was not visible when the photograph was taken. Oh, I, I you know, what? I just you, Googled it. I just Googled it. You it, know this picture. You've seen this picture before. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's not. It's actually very serene, but. Oof. Yeah, it's very creepy. Um, and I don't know. I feel like if you talk to anybody in Chicago who's been there, they probably have like a weird story. There's also a, a grave of an infant there, I believe, at oh, least and one. They put toys on it. Yeah, and they, they people like as a sign of respect always bring something. We didn't. We did not. Thank you for calling us out because I forgot about it until we got there. So thank you very much. Um, okay. There's a couple others on this list that I'm not going to go over, but um, it's the sausage vat murder and the Robinson Woods. <laughs> the sausage murderer. <laughs> um, but this last one I'm going to do is the devil baby of Hull House. And I love this one because I first found out about it when I was on a ghost tour. And then I did what I always do, which is go down a rabbit hole um the whole house is located on uic's campus it's actually part of their like campus and so you can tour it and i think the top i know the first floor they use for like events and stuff i think the top they turned into a museum so if you're ever in the area and you want to visit it, it's really cool um i i've visited once or twice it's very very neat the whole house in Chicago started with such good intentions. It was said to be a beacon of hope, a community house with the goal of educating and helping newly arrived European immigrants back in the late 1800s. But its legacy would be overshadowed by something far more sinister, as it was believed that the whole house was harboring the devil baby. The legend goes that the baby was born to a devout Catholic and her supreme, supremely atheist husband. It was said to have pointed ears, horns, and a tail. Unable to do anything about it, the couple was forced to lock the baby up in the attic at the whole house. The story quickly spread, and soon the whole house was turning away crowds of people who knocked on the door looking to catch a glimpse of the devil baby. Although the legend isn't as strongly believed today, it's still widely believed that there was a deformed child being held in the attic of the house, and sometimes at night you can still see a deformed face looking out the attic window. Nope. So the whole house is fascinating because when they were first building it up, it was, um, I mean, you'd, you'd have to like be familiar with UIC, but the building itself was m absolutely massive. And the building that still stands is like this little victorian like old school looking sized house so it's it's definitely not as big um but there's also 
some like reported hauntings in the house from this like fountain that's in the garden. I think they call it like the devil fountain. Um, some really creepy shit. I like it makes me sad to think that there is actually just a, a child with like physical deformities after birth that uh, you know, is probably the likely cause of this, but there's like other stuff behind the the devil baby name, not just um like the the physical appearance. Mm-hmm. I think it was something like stuff had happened when they were trying to like bless the baby and like use holy water. So, yeah. Okay, so behind the scenes moment cuz I really wanted to remember this accurately. So, uh, they bring this baby. So I guess I'll, I'll back up a little bit. So according to the legend, right, we mentioned that, um, the woman was a devout Catholic. Her husband was an atheist and the legend has it that she tried to put up a picture of the Virgin Mary in their home and he tore it down saying he'd rather have the devil in the house. And so when they had their first child, then the baby came out with like pointed ears, horns, and a tail, and they didn't know what to do with the baby. So they took it to the whole house. So the whole house was this like community center for women, basically women and children. And so the staff tried to have the baby baptized, but when it escaped, uh, and you know, it just laughed at the priest, then allegedly they just locked it in the attic until it died. So it said that this story was what inspired um, the book and movie Rosemary's Baby. You know, the website just has this like generic picture of a baby. And I just have that on my screen right now. And I'm just really sad. I just want to yeah. give every baby a hug. <laughs> a really big, or just like a really big hug. Being a, being a parent changes you. It does. In ways that I can't even <laughs> explain. Yeah. Um, there's another ghost at the whole house. It's the, the lady in white. There's like a pretty infamous photo of, um, like a person on the stairs. Um, there's like this beautiful, very, uh, narrow, steep set of, set of stairs going up at the whole house. And you can see it right when looking in the the doorway, but, um, there's like a person standing or sitting on the, the stairway and, uh, yeah, yeah. The whole house has a lot of stories. So that's, that's all that I have today. Um, I'm sorry we were late. Uh, we'll see if we have something ready for Monday because I'm going to publish this. The time is 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. So I'm going to publish this right away. And this will be this week's episode. And if we get something for Monday, great. If not... Oh, next Monday? No, today feels like... It feels like about 11.30 p.m. on yeah. a Monday. It, I'm so tired same also same so thanks so much for joining us this week um i don't know what the next topic is gonna be but maybe we'll keep it in the spirit of like spooky season oh if it's a me topic it's it's gonna be spooky and uh we'll see you next time don't know when but we'll see you next time maybe we'll even be on time (laughs) maybe doubt it bye okay bye